this is Kingdom Faith, where it's all about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. My name is Phil, and on this week's episode, we're going to talk about new believers. And I have a special guest. Uh, he's been on here before. He's a youth pastor here at uh, New Life Fellowship, uh, Phil Fisher. Phil, how was your day? It was good. It was kind of uneventful. We've been super busy at work, and uh, it's kind of in a lulled state right now. Uh, we have material, but machines are... We don't have enough to keep machines running, so it was it was kind of a nice break uh, heading into a three day weekend. Except for I do have to work tomorrow, so yeah. <laughs> but I only I only and it's mandatory. So, but I, the good thing is we're only working Saturday instead of Saturday yeah. and Sunday. So yeah. I'm looking forward to having the having the weekend off. Well, I'm glad that you uh, decided to to be on this episode of the podcast, and um, we're going to talk about new believers. Oh yeah, we were all there. <laughs> yeah. We were all there. It's how long good... How long have you been a believer, Phil? Uh, September 9, 2012, so I'm not very good at math. Greg, going on right, <laughs> what's that, nine years? Nine years yeah. in September? Yeah. yeah, you're not good at math either. No, no, yeah. no. No, I think, yeah, going on nine years in yeah. September, so it's been a journey. It's been great. Um, God's been with me all the way, mm-hmm. and it's uh, best decision I've ever made to oh, trust abso- Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm not that uh, far ahead of you. I'm 10 years, so, okay. so we're pretty close. Yeah. But like you said, it's the greatest decision ever. Yeah. I mean, new believers and, and we, you know, we get to see new believers here at the church and those listening, I'm sure you, you all see new believers as well. And, but Phil, you know, what was it like when you first accepted Christ, when you first became that new believer? Yeah. I remember that, uh, vividly. It was, uh, on, you know, September 9th, 2012 was a Sunday. I was down in Bloomington and I got saved or I got led to the Lord by, uh, this guy, Daryl, and we were in a little Sunday school room, and he's walking me down mm-hmm. Romans. He's making me read it so I understand what I'm the mm-hmm. decision I'm about to make. And, uh, you know, I asked Christ to be my Savior. In the, and it's not about feelings, it's about what God's Word says, but the feeling of I felt the Spirit come upon me, and I felt like, man, mm-hmm. it's new, and this is real, and I, I can't believe I haven't hadn't done it sooner. Um it was kind of, I've told, I've told people this story when I got home that day, I cried. I was so excited. I cried for like the whole day. And that night I took a shower and it felt like 19 years of filth and sin just washed wow. down the drain wow. with, with, with that shower that I took that night. And I was like, man, this is, it's a fresh start. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a first start. Yeah. It's, it's life. And you know, I breathed my first breath of, of salvation and it was mm-hmm. it was it was a beautiful moment oh. i've never forgot that never mm-hmm. forgot that mm-hmm. you know and, and i just like what you said there when you're taking a shower you know it's so true it's just like this washing away and it is and, and you really feel the new life you know and like you know it's not just like a it's real new life mm-hmm. and it's like you said it's like a start over but it's even <coughs> much more than that it's not it's not like oh i get a, a second chance you do get a second chance but it's a completely different person. Yeah. You know, you're no longer the same Phil and I'm no longer the same Phil, you know, becoming a believer is the greatest thing that you can possibly ever do in your whole life. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of good things that you can do in, in oh, your yeah. life. If you're living for Christ, absolutely. And you allow him to work through you. Absolutely. You know, but you know, for me, like you said, there's just, it's just really this immense amount of peace that just comes over you and, and just the joy of becoming a you know a child of God and and you don't really know all those things as a new you believer don't. You, don't. you know you, I do now and understand it but there as a new believer you just like in the moment 
and it's so good. That's funny. Yeah, I called. Uh, you know, I called my mom, and and yeah, it's great. But you know, you kind of. Exp- I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting opposition. You'd think as a, as a kid calling their parent, "Hey, I'm gonna follow the Lord," instead of "Hey, I'm gonna go out to the bars. I'm gonna you know do X, Y, and Z." Following the Lord is gonna be great, but that wasn't the case because I remember I I got saved. I went home. I called my mom and said, "Mom, guess what? I just got saved." You know what she said? She said, what kind of a cult are you getting into? And I said, what the world? But I didn't I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about uh, God's word. I didn't know anything about how I should live. But I did know that I needed a Savior. Mm-hmm. And at that time, that's all that mattered. Yeah, That's all I needed to know was I'm a sinner. If I die, I'm going to hell. And that was enough for me to say, hey, you know what? I don't know the ins and outs of this yet. But I need a savior and everything else will come. Yep, exactly. And like you said, with with your family, I had some oppositions with my family as well. And, you know, I'm this is a a Baptist church and I have my dad and and my stepmom and and that side of the family there who are a different denomination. and, And they believe you have to be baptize and do certain things before you right. receive salvation which you know the, the word says confess with your mouth and believe mm-hmm. that jesus christ is lord and, and you shall be saved and that's yeah. all i needed to know and that's all i needed to hear and but I, I i didn't feel like they accepted me or that i did a good thing or you know i i did something wrong but there was always that that holy spirit there to let me know that hey salvation is it that you did it that's all that matters um, and you're gonna have you know scoffers and people who who say you're in a cult or blah blah oh, blah yeah. all that yep. stuff and but jesus said in matthew 2 he said you will be hated because the world hated me mm-hmm. if you act like if you follow my lead the world's gonna turn their nose up at you if you live like them they won't bad an eye they'll accept you but mm-hmm. if you live like me they're gonna hate you yeah so it was, you know, I didn't know that at the time, but it's like literally the first phone call I made. Well, after I called Ashley, the first phone call I made was my mom and it started. I mean, it was like, boom, hit the ground running. Here comes the opposition. Here comes. And then, you know, from there, it was it was a constant battle with with going home and my family and stuff. But I was so thankful that I had a, a mentor down in, in Bloomington who discipled me and who we met on Thursday nights at Arby's. Yeah. And he would take literally take two hours out of his night yeah. uh, or more to show me these basic biblical principles and walk me through uh, what God's word says, how we can apply it, what to expect. And, and man, that was such a huge blessing. I grew so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley, she'd been a believer for a while. And she's like, holy smokes, <laughs> he knows more than I do. I need to get yeah. on it, you know? But yeah. it was it was a hunger there, you know? It was that appetite that was never mm-hmm. satisfied. I always wanted to know more. I always mm-hmm. wanted to learn. And, and man, I was so thankful for Daryl for walking me through that stuff and and help me, you know, when my parents question why I did something or a question why I'm living this way and why can't I just be normal? Mm-hmm. I had an answer. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, spirit led, but it was, it was, th- I was very thankful still am that I had somebody that was willing to take the time out of their day to show me what mm-hmm. God's word said. And that's so true. You know, the biggest blessing I think that I could have had after, you know, accepting Christ was, finding someone who was willing to 
to give me some time, you know, yeah. give me the time of day, come here and, and pick me up if I needed a ride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every week it didn't matter, you know, where it was or, or how many times this person, you know, had done it or, or anything. They were, they were willing to. And, you know, just to ask me if I wanted to join, you know, just like with the family aspect of things, when you have part of your family who basically thinking that I'm doing everything wrong, it is so such a blessing to have, a second family, yeah. you know, your church family, I who's, agree. who's there to to pull you in, and, and Scott and, and Deb were, were huge were huge blessings to me, and the fact that they just said, hey, you want to come over for a family thing, you know, we're doing this barbecue, you want to come over, all this time, you know, all these different things, and I didn't have Christian friends or mentors or whatever to, to do that with, because... There for a while, I was just about it in my whole family that was was saved. Yeah. Um, And that was a huge piece because anytime that uh, I remember this moment, I'll say it now, uh, but I remember me and my mom got in an argument and mom was was a a woman to use some foul language here and there. (laughs) And she uh, she was cussing up a storm and his uh, she was mad. We were arguing back and forth and. I don't know what it was, and I probably shouldn't have done it, but I still did. I'm probably out of the flesh still. Yeah. Um, I told I she kept I said, Mom, I was like I said, You need to quit cussing. I said, I'm not I'm not I'm done. Her own blast, huh? <laughs> I said, You listen to me, Mom. And she she I mean it was just a switch. Oh, you you think you're oh, so yeah. this because you're a Christian and because you go to church and, and blah 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 and and she we we, you know, she, we ap- apologized to each other and mm-hmm. things like that. But, um, it was just those moments where, you know, I had my church family to, to cling to. And, and that was the biggest thing for me as a new believer is, is I had to give up everything because, you know, I was doing all these bad things, alcohol, drugs, you know, stealing all these right. things with, with family members and, and with friends mm-hmm. or so-called friends oh, yeah. and um, I knew just deep down is it must have been just a Holy Spirit thing back then because most kids would have been like, you know, I'm just going to go hang out with my old friends. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit was like, no, you're staying away. And I didn't go back for a long time. And, you know, that was a huge piece because if I would have, I probably wouldn't have stuck. And, and, you know, the Holy Spirit was definitely looking out. Yeah, that's I understand that completely because I was, you know, I wrestled for IU and, you know, tight brotherhood with wrestlers but go out and you get drunk together mm-hmm. you go out and party together you know you wake up in different rooms you wouldn't know who you're with and this that and the other and as soon as i got saved i quit going out with those guys and they'd always invite me hey you coming out no i got i got church in the morning what you go to church now yeah you want to go no mm-hmm. i don't want to go you know <laughs> but and and eventually i lost all those those friends mm-hmm. because i wasn't living the lifestyle that they were living and, uh, but I didn't, you know, I don't want to sound cliche. I didn't, you know, you lose friends and you gain a family and that's how it was when I got saved. But it was worth, you know, everything that's happened from September 9th, 2012 to, to present to right now today, everything's been worth it. The hard times, the, the great times, uh, the terrible times, everything has been worth it because I got a peace knowing, Hey, because of that day, Mm-hmm. Because of God's word and what it says and the promises that are in it, even my bad days ain't that bad. Yeah, you exactly. Know? 
because you know it's just like the, what the what the Bible says. You know, this peace that transcends all, all understanding. Mm-hmm. Anybody else would be upset. Anybody else would would gripe and complain. And not that we don't do those things <laughs> from from time to time. Yeah. But uh, it's just it's unexplainable. It really is. And and you know there are so many things that I probably just can't even remember as a new believer because mm-hmm. you know I. I tend to just try to keep looking ahead, um, but there were definitely some hard moments, and I can imagine for any new believer, even if you know, even if you were a believer when you were really young or, mm-hmm. or whatever, there's always opposition, especially as a as a believer, yeah. Um, if not more sometimes, but I think that's you know key for me is is understanding that my belief in Christ was much bigger than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like that's all that, that mattered. Um, that those other things, God would work them out. However, he works them out. Um, and sometimes ways that are, are unexplainable or, or even if he net or if it never comes to be, because there's people who have that as well. Yeah. Um, so question for you real quick. So looking back, you know, you said it's kind of hard to remember some of those things, but looking back old Phil, IE right now, cause you're mm-hmm. getting old. Looking back ten years ago, what is some advice that you that that you wish you knew, or that you would say, "Hey, as a new believer, as a new believer, Phil, this is what I would I would look for." Mm-hmm. The biggest thing with that is sort of what we're already been talking about is this idea that there are gonna be really bad days mm-hmm. still, you know, because unfortunately there are people out there saying that if you become a Christian, you know, you're going to get everything you've ever desired and wanted. And yeah. that's just not true. That's just not, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Dang <laughs> man. That's news to me. <laughs> oh, I just bursted Phil's bubble. Yeah. I'm out of here. Uh, but no, you definitely, if, if that was so, I would hope that I would be a millionaire by now and have the nice house and, and right. all those things. But I just don't. And I'm glad I don't. But there are going to be really hard times, and that's what I would definitely tell myself back then, is don't think that everything is going to be roses and daisies, because in those moments, I might have been more prepared, and I wouldn't have got angry or griped or or complained as much as what I did. But with that, you know how important prayer actually is. Oh, for sure. Because back then, you know, as a new believer, you really, I mean, I really only prayed when I was in trouble. Oh, yeah. Or when something just really amazing I couldn't explain happened. Mm-hmm. Both great times to pray. But where's the middle piece, you know? Yeah, right. Where's it in between? I, I pray on for sure. Sunday and Wednesdays and, and those types of things. <laughs> but where's the Monday prayer? Where's the yep. Tuesday prayer? You know, those types of prayers. Because I honestly think those end up becoming very deep prayers. Yeah. Because not, not a whole lot of people pray on Tuesday or Monday. Yeah. Um, you know, because well, for lots of reasons, you know, you get busy. That's another thing I would say is don't feel like you have to overwork yourself. Yeah. Because as a new believer, this was a, a huge piece for me as a new believer. I went in with the idea that I did so many wrong things that I had to make up for those. Mm-hmm. That I had to be the one to, okay, I stole something. Now I must check another box to cancel that box out. Yeah. You know, this whole bunch of boxes that, and I did a lot of bad stuff, so I was going yeah, to have to sharpen that pencil, of, boy. Yeah. And, um, and that's just the opposite of the gospel. It really is. Yeah. Can you imagine if God said, okay, you got saved when you were 45, 
you got to make up for yeah all, the past 45 years mm-hmm. and then you die at 60 and you don't get into heaven wouldn't that be crazy yeah that yeah. would be yeah. crazy um and yeah definitely wouldn't happen like no that. And no I, i'm glad he, it's not like that yeah. because oh, i yeah. couldn't do it and god yeah. knows that knows that we can't do it either because mm-hmm. we want to do good but we do bad we don't do what's right and all these types of things right. paul talks about that in, yeah in, in romans and, yeah you know he want he does he knows he needs to do good but yeah. he doesn't do it that type of stuff we probably all know the passage but um there's just i mean that was probably a big one i remember i was painting a wall out here and i just really felt the holy spirit speak to me and say you're doing none of this for me and I was doing a lot back, really quite a bit. You yeah. know, it seemed like I was here every single day. Um, and it's not that, you know, that wasn't, that's a bad thing by any means. It can be if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, as a new believer, I didn't even really know what the reasons I had to do them for. You know, I knew I loved God. I knew I loved Jesus for what he's done for me. But but now what is my role? What's my purpose? What do I even do next? Yeah. Um, so so with that question you asked me, Phil, what what would you tell yourself back then? Yeah, I would I would tell myself the probably the biggest thing is expect opposition. Mm-hmm. Expect to not have all the answers. You know, people are gonna poke and they're gonna prod when they hear something new and they're gonna challenge you on, you know, what your beliefs are. Yeah. They're gonna say, you know, I mean my family is probably the most critical of me. And the decision that I made, but they ask in a way where they don't really want to understand it, yeah. and that would that would frustrate me because I would try and explain myself mm-hmm. because I thought I had to explain myself so that they might understand where I'm coming from. But looking back, my lifestyle changed. My brother on my bachelor party, we didn't do anything crazy. We went down to Bloomington, went hiking, and uh, um, Nashville, Indiana. But we were up, me and my little brother, we were up probably till I don't even know if we slept that night, honestly. And we got into an argument on the way down. And it was, oh, you think you're better than me, you know, this, that, and the other. You're not, you're never going to be successful, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I remember we were laying there on the floor. And I said, Mike, and I don't remember the context, but I said, Mike, you can't say that I haven't changed. You know what he said? He said, Phil, it's like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> Bam. That's almost the change that you want Oh yeah. in a, in a new believer. You know, he's like, because I used to cuss. I used to drink. I used to smoke. I used to do those things. And for my own family to not recognize me. Man, God must be doing something right. Exactly. That's that's huge for sure. Must be doing something right. Mm-hmm. But you know, you I'm I'm the type of person that always likes to be prepared and always have an answer for something, always have something to say. Mm-hmm. And and going back, you know, we're not going to grow into an adult Christian. We're not going to change all of our bad habits mm-hmm. overnight. We're going to take baby steps. And we're going to continue to grow. Sanctification is not a once one and done. It's a continuous till we die. You know, we don't we don't hit perfection in this world, and that's something else that I would say. You know, along with the um, the opposition, and you don't have to know it all. Is that it's a process. Becoming an adult Christian is a process. And when you look at it, I'm nine years old from when my life actually started. And you know, when when I got saved in heaven, I'm nine years old. There's a whole lot you know, a whole longer way to go. And some people grow faster than others. Mm-hmm. But let the process trust God. Actually get into his word. Read. Pray. Mm-hmm. Make a you know, make an effort to to listen. When you hear that voice, the spirit saying, Hey, quit doing this and do that. Mm-hmm. 
do something for me instead of something for yourself, I'd probably listen a little bit more to or tell younger me to, hey, you don't need these fleshly desires. Listen to what the Spirit mm-hmm. says. Be obedient. But I can't do that to myself anymore. But we do have the opportunities to do that to the younger Christians in the church. Yeah. And those are something, you know, we Absolutely. say, oh, I wish I would have. Well, we can still. You know, if there's, if, if there's and, and, I'm, and I'm so thankful that God's called me to lead the youth be a youth pastor because they're so moldable and they, and they want to listen. And the, and the girls that we have now right now, they're hungry for the word. And so for me and Ashley to be able to share with them, some of our trials and tribulations and say, Hey, here's what you get to look. Here's what is going to be happening. Here's what, you know, you got to look forward to as a, as a, as a newer Christian and, you know, further on in life, it's a huge blessing to be able to, to share that with other people that I the things that I didn't know and that I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Hey, your family's going to potentially chew you up for making this decision. Mm-hmm. They're going to write you off. But that's okay because you got a new family. You're adopted into God's family. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be able to do that is is, is huge. Yeah, Definitely thankful yeah. for it. That's amazing. So, so Phil, let me ask you this uh, this question. How important is it to begin to start growing in your walk with Christ. It's extremely important. Mm-hmm. You think about, uh, I'll equate it to a newborn baby. Baby's born. If that baby doesn't get fed, if that baby doesn't get clothed, if that baby doesn't get its basic needs met, that baby's going to die. Now, we're, I'm not saying we're going to lose our salvation mm-hmm. by any stretch because I don't believe we will, but we're going to be a baby for 10, 20, 30 years, if we don't get a jump start on it and start growing or wanting to grow, and I get everybody's a little different, but if we don't take the initiative or get with somebody who cares enough to share and show us and guide us and raise us up the right way or get into a church that teaches biblical principles and things that, um, I think that's probably where it starts most of the time, getting mm-hmm. into a, a good Bible-believing church. Um but if, if you don't, man, you can be a, you can be 45 years old and been saved for 20 years and still be a one-year-old Christian. Mm. I, 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 uh, I was thinking about, and this was probably like last year or something. You think about it, how funny would it be for a 40-year-old man? I think I talked about a 40-year-old man to wear diapers. Yeah. To see a 40-year-old man wearing diapers yeah. because he never was potty trained. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at that with some of the, the people who've been Christians for so long, and you can see that they're still wearing diapers. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. silly to, you know, that yeah. it's silly to, to think about that image of a grown man, you know, walking down the street with a rattle and a binky yeah. and wearing a diaper, but yeah. he never grew up. He never chose to grow up. He, he mm-hmm. accepted the gift, mm-hmm. but that's where it stopped. You know, he's, he's part of the family. Yeah. But, you know, you don't get to, to have the opportunity to, to, to do whatever God has for you. Mm-hmm. And you got to grow up to be you able do. to do that. You really do. And and you know that's another thing that you know I wish that I would have known you know starting out well maybe I don't all at the same time yeah but because there's parts of me that's like oh you know I don't want to really ever do this (laughs) ever but just the calling to to be a pastor and things like that if I stayed at a baby I don't believe God would ever gave me that calling if I never had the hunger to yeah to learn or get plugged in or, or or any of that why would God give 
a responsibility, not just pastoring. I'm mm-hmm. talking about anything. Any, it could be a ministry outside the church. It don't matter what it is. Why would God give that to a baby? He wouldn't, wouldn't make sense. Yeah, he wouldn't. Um, so, you know, all this this podcast, it's titled The Five Steps uh, for a New Believer. Mm-hmm. For one, I'm going to say there are more than five steps. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, so these are going to be pretty general steps. These are just an idea, and we're going to talk about them. Um, but I do want to, uh, I sent out a message on Facebook, and we can talk about some of sure. these as well. But um, And the question was, is what are some things a new believer should know starting their Christian walk? So we 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 talked about things that that we wish we would have known starting out. Mm-hmm. Those types of things, and some of these will be the some of the steps that we talk about here. But Barb here says that uh, daily prayer and Bible study, um, a discipleship class if your church has one, find a mentor. <coughs> Uh, and she says, change is hard. None of us are perfect. Forgive yourself and give it to Jesus. I think those, yeah, those are good. Great. I think that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Phil Jones, we've had him here on the podcast mm-hmm. as well. He said, assurance of salvation, Bible basics, prayer pointers, and to share their salvation story. All great things as well. Yeah. Like I said, there's a ton of steps. And not that they are in order. They're just right. things that good to know. Good mm-hmm. to know things. So the first thing that I got here, Phil, is church. Yeah. Um, and I think we are starting to live in a world where that's not getting as, as important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost a bad word. Yeah. People don't like, oh, you like you were saying, like, oh, you go to church or, yeah. or, or those types of things. And church is so important for a new believer. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry to, to say if you're a person out there who thinks that you can find God and, and have your church on, on a fishing boat. But it's nowhere comparable to church, to yeah. being with, with fellow believers. And, and I think we, we've got this a little bit mixed around that church is all believers. Right. You can't be by yourself. That's yeah. not what church is. Church is not you. It's all believers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a communal of believers. Yep. Um, so you have to have the community of believers. But especially as a new believer... At least for me, I'll, I'll tell you my personal experience. I don't, I didn't know nothing. <laughs> I knew absolutely zero. Yeah. Um, I could probably hardly even tell you even Bible stories that most everybody in America knows. I, mm. I couldn't tell you the ins and outs of them probably because I didn't care then. Yeah. But I cared when I became a believer because. You know, it was all a huge story. It was all, all leading up to my salvation. Some of these Old Testament stories, those types of things. Um, so, so Phil, what do you think about church for a new believer? I think it's uh, an integral part of their uh, ability to develop and grow. You, you know, you can do a Bible study by yourself, and that's that's great. And I think that you should. But when you come in here, you get a different perspective. Yeah, but I will say this though: with church, you want to make sure that. It's teaching the Bible. Yeah. You don't want a church that just come, that's a, you know, you, you come and you just feel good every time you leave. You want a church that talks about some of the hard stuff, mm-hmm. talks about some of the things, the hot topics that the world wants to talk about mm-hmm. and what, what God's word says against those things and how to live and how to grow. So I think church, uh, whenever you surround yourself and God calls us to be of one mind. Mm-hmm. And if we're living in the world, we're not of his mind. Or of the world's mind. Yeah, exactly. So, for a new believer to get involved, to get, and that's and that's key. Get involved. Uh, make an effort to to show up 
make an effort to learn, pray that God can reveal things to them because it's all the whole, you know, yeah. I think that's something that people realize that, oh, when, when they hear something, they say, oh, well, Jimmy taught, no, the Spirit's revealing those truths to you. You know, he's just using Jimmy as a vessel that, so you might be able to understand it or whoever's preaching, the Spirit's mm-hmm. revealing those things to you. So if you're not, you know, if you're doing it by yourself, great, like I said, but it, it's, it's, it's a huge step in growth. You, you get to learn from more than one person. You get to learn from, you get to hear from more than one person on certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and I the, think it's, I think it's, it's huge. And the key to church is what church is intended for, which is to stir up the believers, mm-hmm. to stir one another up onto love and good deeds. So, so that the purpose of God is, is fulfilled. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge piece. Um, and that's hard to do the purpose of God without church yeah. because like we said, there are a lot of hard things. And if you aren't getting encouraged by fellow believers, it's even harder. Um, and I think that's important to know, but uh, Phil, what do you think about number two here, which is to, to dive into the word, to, to dive into the Bible. Um, what is that important for a new believer? Well, is it important to eat food? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. You need food to live, right? Yeah. Well, you you know you. I think people, new believers and people in general, they like trying to see how long they can go without spiritual food, and then when they realize that their life's going all out of whack, they look back at what's causing, it and they're starving to death because they haven't had food in six months. Mm-hmm. They haven't had anything to eat, but they still try and see how long they can live without it. Mm-hmm. And that's where church comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're going, when you're attending two, three times, whenever the church is meeting, we shouldn't be forsaken the assembling of God. But whenever the doors are open, we ought to be here mm-hmm. as believers. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a new believer ought to know, or at least encouraged to to mm-hmm. show up. And I understand, you know, I got to work on Sunday sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can't, um, I can't account for some of those things. But when when the doors are open, we're here. And I think having people setting example. And saying, hey, uh, getting in here, hearing God's word, also doing personal studies. But if, if you don't eat spiritual food, if you're not reading God's word, you're going to be famished. You ain't going to be ready to defend yourself. You ain't going to have uh, a be strong weak. spirit. Yeah. Exactly. Be weak. Exactly. And you ain't going to learn. Mm-hmm. And I would say that one of these one of the things with reading your word, I hear, you know, they're so new believers are so excited to, yeah. to begin to you know, to be a believer and see what the Bible says, but you start in Genesis and then you're like, I got to read the whole thing (laughs) as fast as I can. And now you're lost. You know, you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't understand anything. Yep. You know, you don't realize what's, what some terms mean. Cause there's some big words. There's some names, some Jewish things in the Bible that I still don't know what they mean. (laughs) Oh, come on. You've been a Christian for 10 years. You mean to tell me you don't know all that? (laughs) And, uh, my point to all that is dig in to Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. All these other things (laughs) are essential. Good things. You need to know these things. This is why you need to be at church. You need to be learning from your pastor, understanding what the Bible says about certain things that maybe you wouldn't have ventured there. But do good studies. And I don't mean that you got to, like, school book it. Right, right. Just 
take the passion you have from salvation and move it towards reading the Bible. And with reading the Bible, I'd say start small. Start mm-hmm. with the Gospels. Those are probably these. Start in John. Mm-hmm. Tells you all about the love that Jesus has for us and, and why you're able to be saved. You know, John three sixteen. everybody knows that verse. Mm-hmm. Even lost people know that verse. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably start, like the most memorized yeah, verse. Yeah, start small. Everywhere. Um, and that, exactly. Um, my thing also with that is there are going to be things you're not going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things in the Bible that no one gets. Yep. Um, and that's perfectly okay. Um, you know, write your questions down. And that's probably one thing I wish maybe I would have known yeah. also. You know, I, <clears throat> I did my own research, but... Starting out, you know, Googling things, it's a good tool. Don't get me wrong. But there are things out there that aren't biblical. Nuh-uh. Yeah. It's on the internet, dude. <laughs> Google is the Bible. <laughs> no. But, you know, you start to Google these things and you got one source telling you this, one source telling you that. Dig in. I mean, don't just you know. As soon as as soon as you're you you got an answer, you're like you've checked it. Boom. Yeah. Figure it out. You know. You know. Really, really dive into it and, and hunger for it. Like you were talking about. You know. Can you can you live without food? And and we should treat the Bible the same way. Mm-hmm. We don't. And even it, even fairly mature Christians a lot of times don't. Um, I know something that I do I try to do when I make it make it a point to when I preach is uh, don't take my word for it. Mm-hmm. Look right in the book you're holding. Don't look <laughs> at me. The Bible is the one that's saying yeah. it, you know, and, and having that mentality for these newer, newer believers is look, I'm a guy, so I'm going to screw it up sometimes, but something that never will be screwed up is the word of God. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're, ha- and you, you know, it, whenever you're having a, an ailment in life or a challenge, people say there's not a book to life. Well, sure there is. People just don't like reading it. Yeah. Because it hurts their feelings <laughs> and it brings up things that they don't want to that they don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But there is, and and for a new believer, I think that and and too with with consulting people, you know, with the questions, ask ask a a pillar in the church, ask mm-hmm. somebody that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you think about this? What does the Bible say about this topic? And for the and for the mature Christians listening, uh, it's okay to not know the answer, yeah. but to point them to somebody who does. Mm-hmm. Hey, you say, hey, I don't know the answer to that, but I know somebody who does. Why don't you go talk to so and so? Yeah, and it'll and it'll introduce those newer Christians to more people as well. We yeah. don't have to have even as even as mature Christians, we don't have to have all the answers all the time. Yeah. We want to strive to know more, but yeah. we don't have to have it all the time. And I think that's what a new believer also needs to know with that is, like you said earlier, no one has arrived, and no one will ever arrive until we get to heaven right um until we we get to the promised land because you know our flesh it it gets in the way of so many things and and there are just mysteries of the gospel that luckily salvation has been revealed the most important thing yeah there are certain things that i mean i don't know how certain things are going to play out i don't know how god gives us a, a good guideline in his word but there are certain things I feel like maybe he just doesn't want us to know yet, mm-hmm. and that's okay. He only has to tell us why. That's right. Um, and that was when you get when you become more mature as a, a new believer and just a regular believer, yeah. however you want to say. It, whenever that happens, mm-hmm. hopefully, really, maybe never. Just you've grown up in, in your knowledge of the word and, and prayer and those types of things. But um, 
the third thing here is to I put here is to pray often. Yeah. And I, I think maybe this one can be the hardest one. Can this and reading the word are probably yeah. the two the, hardest. The ones. two forms of communication because nobody's good at communication. <laughs> and for one, because you know, prayer is such a spiritual thing. It, it really is. Um, it, I'm maybe maybe you're not like this, Phil, but <laughs> he ever felt. Especially in the beginning, it just being awkward. You know, oh, I'm just talking to like air. <laughs> yeah, and I w- and I thought I wasn't even good at it. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh man, I sound like an idiot. Yeah. God ain't even listen to me. <laughs> but but people, this isn't a new thing. People think this all the time. Mm-hmm. And I I had people, you know, all of a sudden, oh, I just don't, you know, I don't pray very good, or I don't yeah. have, I don't I don't pray with big words or something like that. Like that matters at all. Right. Um. And, and getting past that and, and understanding that it's a, a conversation with God. Yeah. If The more that you can make it that than some mystical thing, because it isn't mystical at all. Mm-hmm. It is one of the more real things in the Christian life is to talk to our Father in Heaven. Um, can I cut you off real quick? Yeah. I just, it just popped into my head. The wor- When we read God's Word, that's how He talks to us. When we pray, that's how we talk to Him. I would, I would challenge anybody... To not read God's word and to pray and say, this is what God said. Mm. And then see how they compare it to what God's word says. Yeah. Done. <laughs> but, exactly, I mean, that's so true, too. That We could get on a whole other topic. Yeah, we'll that. save that for another time. Um, but there, that is very true. And, and, and a new believer does need to realize that God speaks to us. He speaks to us through the word. I believe he speaks through the Holy Spirit as well. Mm-hmm. But if, if God doesn't give new revelation. Right. His revelation is the word of God. Mm. He has given his revelation. And if it is something different from the word of God, it's not God speaking to that's you. Right. Um, and that's important. That's either it's either <clears throat> your flesh or it's the evil one. Yep. It is Satan trying to, to persuade you otherwise mm-hmm. or trying to get you off that straight and narrow path. Um, that's a different topic. But I would say that is one one thing that a new believer should watch yeah, out for absolutely. is the devil. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a big a big X is now painted on your back, and and, and don't think you know he's coming. Um, and I believe maybe uh, the the next episode will be on spiritual warfare. Maybe cool. uh, Pastor Jimmy and I would will get to talk about that a little bit as well. But um, that's a huge piece, and that's something that a new believer needs to know and be ready for. Yeah, um, and that's why I brought it up, not to get us yeah. down a rabbit hole, but just for them to realize that God's word is how through spirit. And, mm-hmm. and, and and understanding of the word but how he speaks to us and then the prayer we can talk to we can talk to strangers no problem mm-hmm. people we never met but when it comes to talking to God we just our brains just shut down we're like oh geez uh, what, what do I say yeah uh, every time so to, to, to let them know you know you don't have to be a, a PhD student mm-hmm. from Harvard to, to talk to God mm-hmm. you don't have to even I mean, his word says he, he can figure it out for our, from our grumblings. We don't have to make we make will. words. <laughs> we don't have to make words. We're just mumble, and he knows what our hearts mean. Yeah, he knows what exactly. our hearts needs because his word says he knows before we ask. Mm-hmm. It's not like some oh yeah, well he didn't say it well, so I'm not gonna listen to that yeah. one <laughs> um, and throws it away. You know, God listens, yeah, but absolutely. we gotta talk to him. Mm-hmm. We gotta talk to him. Yeah, he calls us to talk. Yeah, to him. yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a and, command. Yeah, and he 
and he says he'll listen to us and he'll answer us. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and to know that as a new believer, hopefully that gives you some encouragement. And new believers, sometimes he says no. Yeah, he does sometimes say no. And sometimes you will get mad, um, but you got to get over it. That's right. <laughs> um, the next one, we've talked about it a bit. I do think this is extremely important. I think this can sometimes make or break whether or not you get in, dig into the Christian life and to grow and to... Yeah. To, to be watered and all those types of things is to find a mentor. Huge. Yeah. And to find a mentor that's a godly woman or a godly man, um, I would encourage you to probably, if you are a man, find a man. Yes. If you um, are a woman, find a woman. I would agree. It is, you know, the world might say different, but trust me on this. I'm not a scholar or anything. I'll just tell you from experience. Men and women are very different. God made them very different. No, I know you're gonna get upset. No, I'm just saying they are very different, and and you need a man, a godly man, as a new believer, if you're a man, to walk you through and show you what a godly man is supposed to be, and vice versa for a godly woman. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is it is key, but I would also say. Find you a mentor who comes to church when the church church doors are open. I would agree. If you're a new believer. Now, you might, God might help you through all these things. I'm not saying that, you know, this happens to everyone, but I'm just saying if you have your, if you've got your mentor and your mentor only comes once a week or twice a week, I can just about bet you will come once a week and twice a week. Probably. Maybe not, but I'm just saying the idea of a mentor is to imitate. You want to imitate this person. That means you, that you need to know that they are, that they are reading their Bible, that they're praying, that they're coming to church, that they're living the life that God calls them to. Not that they're going to be perfect. That's another thing you got to realize. Your mentor is not going to be perfect. He's going to mess up. She's going to mess up. She's going to, they're going to have their flaws as well. You can't, you got to understand that. Um, But I, I do think it's key to really find that right person. And that takes a little bit of time and that's okay too. It's not like it's got to click. Um, but don't be afraid to ask. Well, I'll tell you, I was lucky enough when I got saved. Uh, Daryl, he actually reached out to me mm-hmm. and he said, hey, I have this, you know, this biblical foundations thing. Um, these booklets that kind of walk, it was like 16 books mm-hmm. that just walked you through the basic biblical principles and said, you know, we can we can meet if you want. He didn't push it, didn't do anything. But I was like, heck yeah, man, I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn what God says. I want to learn what his word says. I want to learn how to be different. Mm-hmm. And for a new believer, if if all they know is, oh, they need a Savior, well, it, it should be on us, more mature Christians, to reach out to them and say, hey, we can help you out with, with this, or, you know, I got this, um, I got this class, this Sunday school class, or whatever it is, or we can, we can make one, but we gotta be, we gotta be willing to reach out to them, because it's just like praying, it's, it's hard for them to reach out hey uh, mm-hmm. they don't know the questions to ask they don't know what they want to know they don't know what they don't know yeah so it's you know i think it's kind of on us yeah. probably more so to reach out to them and say mm-hmm. hey let us help you through this let's walk together and i would definitely with with that because it's so true because a new like you said a new believer is not going to really i mean ho- hopefully i mean that's maybe if a new believer is listening to this take the initiative you know reach out yourself if, if it, no one's doing it because you know that you need it um, and then maybe somebody will come up alongside you and those types of things but 
the responsibility does fall on the church. Yeah. Um, for, you know, you you have a someone who comes down, gets saved, and you know it. The church is responsible to figure out how to disciple that person. I'll do you one better. The person who led them to the Lord should yeah should be the one, and in my opinion, oh yeah, be the one. If if you're willing to show them, you should be willing to lead them or help oh, yeah. them out. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree to that. Um, you definitely, if you're the one leading the person to the Lord, you should be figuring something out. Yep. Because hopefully you yourself know how important it is. Yep. Um, my the the last thing here just to. Uh, wrap things up a bit but this is we all struggle with this one but i think when a new believer understands that there are people that were just like me and that are still like me or whatever you got to be willing to share your story yeah you know you're excited jesus saved you're excited the holy spirit <coughs> in your life don't be afraid to talk about it even if you think your family's going to laugh at you yeah. or say whatever, don't be afraid to share it with them. You know, same thing with friends, whatever it is. You got you, you need not to be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it is so crucial because hopefully if if you've experienced the love of God through salvation, you would want others to feel that way too. And this is one thing that you have to understand as a new believer. You don't have to have the PhD to lead someone to the Lord. No. You know, you don't have to have the the seminary, you know, schooling or whatever it is to lead someone to Christ. Mm-hmm. Every single body in the church should have the the capability well has the capability yeah. but should be willing to share the gospel, to share their story. Yeah. Um and that's not I'm not saying it's easy. It should be, but it's not. I would say as an if you if you're unsure how to share the gospel as a new believer and you want to, you you gotta ask your pastor. You gotta ask whoever if you you know if you have some sort of doubt on how to how to share mm-hmm. the gospel, just figure it out so you you're ready and you don't lose that fire. Yeah, and that's you know, and with with finding a mentor, I mean, how often does does the church lead someone to the Lord and say, all right, we'll see you next Sunday, yeah. and then. They might come for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and then all they're doing is coming to church. They're not making relationships. They're not getting involved. And, you know, partly on them, but also partly on us to make sure that they're getting what they need. Just like a baby, we take care of it. Yeah. You know, we're the ones that take care of, we're the ones that feed it. We're the ones that give it everything it needs. And it needs to be the same way spiritually with, with these newer believers. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll just kind of... <clears throat> You know, if you if you got if you have any thoughts or comments or whatever it is, what it was like for you as a new believer, you can you can do that there at our Facebook page, all that stuff, because we would like to hear it. And if you need questions answered, you know, we we can do our best. Like we said, we don't know everything here at New Life Ministries and, and Kingdom Faith, but we would love to be able to try to answer your questions the best that we could. But Phil, do you have any final thoughts when it comes to to new believers? If you could. If you could say that one thing for either, I would say for either a new believer or the church. Yeah. Like I said, this sanctification, our walk with the Lord, you know, Paul puts it as, as a race. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be fast. If, if I went to run a marathon right now, I probably couldn't run 26 miles, but I could keep walking. I could, and when my legs gave it, I could probably crawl. Don't stop moving forward. Don't start pursuing 
the purpose God has for you. Don't stop pursuing the plan that God has for you. Even if you're taking baby steps, even as a new believer or other, you don't have to have a hon- take a honking bite out of what he wants. You don't have to. You just continue, continue, mm-hmm. continue. Don't get stagnant. Find a way to to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. Yeah. And one thing I would say with that, don't lose the fire. Yeah. There are so many uh, believers in the church that have lost their fire mm-hmm. for their salvation. All that, all that stuff. That's it's key. It really is. It's. I believe that's how the apostles made it. You know, to their death, is they had the fire of their salvation. They understood where they were going, and and that itself produced in them the ability to run. Um, I like yeah. how I like how Paul there doesn't say to to win the race. Yeah, just to yeah. run it. You're just running it. Yeah, you're not trying to beat anybody. Yeah, because it's it's you're not competing with it. It's not. Yeah. Oh, how can I serve God better than Phil? How yeah, can I preach exactly. better than Jimmy? How can I do these? You no, know, how can I be my best? How can I present my best to God through whatever He's called me to do? Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, so that will 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 be be the the stopping point of of new believers i'm sure we'll talk about uh, new believers at some point again but hopefully these steps um find a church start to read your bible pray more find a mentor and don't don't be afraid to share your story Uh, this week's verse is romans 10 9 says if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved. And again, this is a podcast brought to you by New Life Ministries. If you'd like to give, you can give at newlifeministries-indiana.com. And that concludes our episode for this week. Um, thanks, Phil, for, for being on and talking about new believers. And um, it was good. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I really enjoy this time. Good. Um, and if you would, if you got a comment or a question or a request about what we've talked about or a request for a new episode, whatever it is, you can email us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com or you can search for us on Facebook, you know, just type in Kingdom Faith and, and you'll see our logo there as well. As always, thank you for